0: Instant Reaction Podcast hawkeyenation.com Andrew Downs with you here on a Tuesday night as Iowa moves to 1 and 0 in Big 10 play wins their conference opener at home against Purdue 70 to 55 a nice win for this Hawkeye team just 70 points scored that's a it's got to be a season low it's it's a real low number a defensive battle uh, but I would never really uh, you know, threatened to lose this game, if that's a, a good way to, to say it, I guess. Purdue never threatened to win this game realistically. Uh, certainly not in the second half. You know, I I, I, t- I tweeted at halftime. It felt like I would, was not playing well. I, I didn't like how I felt about the game. It wasn't a lot of fun to watch that first half, and then you look down at the scoreboard, and I was up by ten. And so it's, you know, that's a sign, I think, of a, of a really good basketball team. And we know this is a really good basketball team. So, uh, you know, not every night you're going to score 100 points. Not every night you're going to look great doing it. Uh, but Iowa got the win. You're going to need to get wins like this. And, and a win against a Purdue program that has certainly had Iowa's number uh, the last couple of seasons. The The last live sporting event I attended was a long time ago at this point. Uh, but it was the, the last time Purdue came to Carver Hawkeye Arena, the second-to-last game of the regular season last year, ultimately the second-to-last game that they would play. Uh, and they really ran Iowa out of their own gym off that floor. That, that was not a fun game. Iowa, I think, ended up coming back and making it like a 10-point loss, but was never really that close. And uh, So, you know, you had some trepidation, I think, coming into this game off of a loss to Gonzaga. You didn't think Iowa was going to lose or anything, but it's nice to see them put a, a decent Big Ten team away uh, with a 15-point win. Luka Garza got his, as he always does. 22 points, 9 rebounds, uh, 4 of 8 from 3-point land. A couple of those 3-point shots, I, I may have told him to you know, holster, uh, but he can kind of do what he wants. Joe Wieskamp, I'm really, really liking what we're seeing out of him this season, especially with how the last half of last season went for him. Uh, the aggressiveness we're seeing, uh, the rebounds—he had nine rebounds tonight, tied with Garza for the the team lead. Seventeen points, uh, but more than than even the scoring—you know, just one of three from three a really nice shot that he made, 6 of 13 from the floor. He needs to be taking 13 shots. He needs to be putting up that much, you know, one fewer than Garza tonight. And and more than any of that is is when he takes it stronger to the hoop, when he gets in there and really gets aggressive. Um, I really like to see him play that way. I hope it is gaining confidence for him to to see himself, you know, go into the, the thick of, of the other team's defense, go down low and, and have success doing it. Would have been would have been nice to see him put down that you know big two-handed dunk um but it's really good to see him have this kind of success and, and this kind of aggressiveness you're going to need him to be like this all season long if you, if you're going to achieve the goals that we've all set for this team uh, CJ Frederick just just quiet he hit a couple of threes but at one point again I tweeted it would be nice to notice him again. Um, now he had five assists and played a, a pretty good game, but just not the impact player that we've you know, known and, and loved for a year now. Uh, so it'd be nice to see him kind of get going maybe Friday against Minnesota. Connor McCaffrey, you can't take four threes. I, that's why they're leaving you wide open because he can't hit a three. I, I love what Connor does for this team on the floor. I want him in there. I just don't want him taking any shots. Um, you know, you're going to be left open in the Big Ten all season long. That doesn't mean you should be shooting the ball. You're in there for other reasons. Uh, let's stick with the the McCaffrey family because, you know, Patrick is getting a good amount of minutes in every game. He's getting first half minutes. He's getting, um, you know, important minutes and. He's just not doing a lot with them. He hit a three tonight. It was his only shot, and that was cool. Had two turnovers, though. And just it seems like it's all a little too much for him still right now. Um, It just seems like until he really starts to make a difference in these games, you really have to watch how many minutes you give him, especially when one of the guys – a couple of the guys he's competing competing with for minutes are guys like Keegan Murray, who was 3-3 three three tonight, hit a three, had seven points, had three rebounds, a steal, came in and made an impact within the first 20 seconds he was in that game. Guys like Jack Nunji, who, much like Connor McCaffrey, needs to stop taking threes until he starts hitting them. You know, Chad Lysticoe, the Des Moines Register, texted before the game that Nunji was splashing threes in the pregame and... I'm sure that's true, and we've seen him hit nice shots before, but if you're not on in a given night, you can't keep taking shots. You can't keep taking threes. Again, they're leaving you open for a reason. Um. So, uh, But the, back to the Patrick McCaffrey, I just think until he kind of shows that he's up to it, that he's got the speed and the strength and the basketball IQ – to make impacts in these games. You really just need to watch how much time he is getting. Joe Toussaint, another guy who, uh, he had four assists, didn't take a shot. He guys took one shot, didn't score. Um, had a couple of turnovers, didn't look great. I still, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll just die on this hill. Um, and it's, I, I want to be careful about being too strong about this because it's not like I think there's some irreversible problem there's it's not like I don't think Jordan Bohannon deserves a lot of playing time or should keep shooting any of that stuff I just really think that um, you know he's he's kind of in his head a little bit Bohannon is he's taking too many shots right now I mean he hit three threes and that that last one was nice to see the first one was nice to see but man he chucked up a shot early in the the first half that he shouldn't have shot and then had a wide open one that you would never expect him to miss. And he missed. Um, He's just defensively. He's a liability. I love Jordan Bohannon and I want him to get a lot of playing time. I just would like to see what this lineup does with Joe Toussaint running the, running the show. And maybe you find out that Toussaint is that energy guy because he he comes off the bench. And maybe you find that Bohannon doesn't provide that spark coming off the bench and and you revert back to it. Um, But I think you got to try it. I don't see why not. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sorry, I had to pause there for a minute because uh, my dad texted me asking if the game was over. So my dad uh, gets so intense with Hawkeye basketball games... And he's, you know, getting getting up there in age and has some heart issues. Has some heart issues. So the the remedy he's found is he doesn't watch the games live anymore. He waits until the game is over, insists that I text him as soon as the game is over, which obviously I forgot to do tonight before I started recording. And so, so he realized, you know, it's, hey, it's 10 after 10. This game must be over. Why hasn't Andrew texted me yet? Um... And then I can text him whether or not he should, he should watch the game. And so uh, I'm proud of him for that because that would be a hard thing to do. Uh, I know it's something he loves, but he's doing it for his house, so I appreciate that. Um, that's kind of the, the the rundown of the box score for this, the Hawkeye side at least. Um, you know, Purdue, not a great team. That Zach Eadie is going to be a problem when he's a little bit older at 7'4". That dude's just huge. Uh, but he's young. You know, Purdue, again, just not, not a great team, but Iowa did what you're supposed to do to a not-great team, uh, and it's nice to see Iowa start 1-0 in the conference and, and again, get back to the winning ways after that loss uh, to Gonzaga. Iowa shot better from three. You know, 12-34 of 34 isn't great by any means, but it's it's better than it was the other day. Uh, better from the free-throw line, 10-14. of Would still like to... I guess it's hard to complain too much about 72% free throws, but, you know, you miss two early on. You miss the front end of a one and one this, those, those things add up, and we, we need to get a little nitpicky with this team because the expectations are, are that high. There are going to come games where missing four free throws will be the difference between advancing in a tournament and your season ending. Um, so just need to shore some of those things up. Out-rebounded Purdue. A uh, good number of assists in the second half. There, the ball movement was was pretty good. Um, fewer turnovers than than pretty you know things things you like to see. Fewer fouls. Uh, yeah, all in all, a good game for this Hawkeye team. A good win. And now you again you, you know the Big Ten is a gauntlet. So now you go to a, a Christmas Day evening game at Minnesota. A Minnesota team that. Is coming off a a loss to Illinois last week, a win on, Saturday. Um, but is that was their first loss. This is a seven one seven and one team, um, and you know we will certainly give Iowa a game on Friday night. Looking forward to that. It'll be kind of a fun way to wrap up all the uh, the Christmas craziness. We're gonna have like three days of Christmas coming up here, um, and so to kind of sit down get the kids to bed maybe a little early Friday night, crack open a beer and, and watch this Iowa team play another big 10 game. And then it's on right Monday, Monday Michigan. Oh wait, that's, I'm sorry. I'm looking at, at with uh Minnesota schedule. There was a second. I was like, that that's not right. Um, but you know, it's just, it's just the big 10 from here on out. There's not going to be many nights off. You got, you got now next Tuesday home against Northwestern and then you're at Rutgers Uh, a week from Saturday on, on the second. Um, that's a Rutgers team. That's good. That's a tough place to play. It'd be interesting to see what the rack is like with no, with no fans. Uh, that's going to kind of do it for the basketball portion of this. Did want to spend a couple of minutes talking football in just a second. So I haven't done a podcast about the, the bowl matchup or anything like that. Um, I was surprised to see how many people were kind of disappointed in the bowl thing. And I think it's because we've forgotten that nothing is promised. And I guess that's where we're at right now because we're not sure this team is going to be able to play in a bowl. Um, and so, like, I was just happy to get any sort of bowl game. I was happy to get a team in Missouri that has at least played a handful of games that, that you kind of know a little bit about or at least can learn a little bit about. And honestly, I, I like the border rival part of it. Uh, I know it doesn't mean a lot, but now if will plays in this bowl game, you have a chance to beat teams from... Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Missouri all in one year. Yeah, absolutely. As an Iowa person, why wouldn't you want that? That's cool. Uh, just to see this team play one more time. We didn't get to see it last week against Michigan. It'd be fun to see this team on the on the field one more time. See guys like Davion Nixon and Chauncey Golston, who, again, according to Chad Lysico, both plan to play if this is uh, a game that happens. The iffy part is how much COVID is in this program right now, which players have it. The players won't be back by the bowl game. The coaches can be because they're they're on a different quarantine schedule than the players are for a lot of reasons. Um, but players who have tested positive won't be back for this bowl game. This bowl game is, what, now eight days away on the 30th. So I hope it happens. I really do. I'm excited to see this team play against anybody, against anybody, anywhere, anytime. I just want to see this football team play again. We've gotten eight games, and and it's not enough for me. So I want to see this team. Uh, I want to see this bowl game. I want to w- win another bowl. Win the Music City Bowl. You know, get to a seventh win. A seven and two season is is a great year this year, and I just hope it happens. Uh, obviously. You know, well wishes to Kirk Ferentz, the other coaches who have COVID, any of the players who are dealing with this uh, hope and and player safety is the most important thing. And so if it's ultimately determined that we can't feel the competitive team uh, safely, that we can't protect, you know, our our players, our staff, our traveling party or Missouri's or the, you know, the bowl people, uh, from an an outbreak happening within our program, then, then, you know, we need to shut things down by all means and start looking at 2021. I hope that's not the case, uh, selfishly just because I want to see another football game where I have that kind of an emotional attachment to, uh, obviously if that happens, we will have a lot more coming up uh, on Hawkeye nation about that game. We'll keep this all covered, um, Regardless of what happens, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of work uh, with all of our great writers and uh, content creators at HawkEyeNation.com. Be sure to check them out. Rick Brown's got a cool preview of the Big Ten basketball season right now. Uh, Rob Howe will have a lot of stuff from this game. John Bonen Camp and Lucy Rodine. Joe Hugan's got a brand new podcast up, and so uh, so check out what we're doing at HawkEyeNation.com. We do appreciate your support. I appreciate you listening to this. If I don't talk to you before then, have a Merry Christmas and go Hawks.